Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Glimpses of awareness. In this podcast, Eckhart answers questions about our identification with the ego and our thoughts. He says the light of consciousness is relentlessly gobbled up by the mind and turned into thinking. He believes practicing presence is the only immunity against our thoughts. As we begin to awaken, we have what he calls glimpses of awareness. We lose them and then gain them back. Eckhart says, We don't have to wait for those glimpses to arise spontaneously. He explains we need to invite them into our lives so that awakened consciousness becomes an integral part of who we are. How do I keep my mind clear? I have glimpses of what I believe is awareness. Then I find myself having glimpses again, which means I lose it regularly. How do we stay more in the present moment? Thank you. Thank you. So the, what tends to happen is that the, the glimpses of awareness that arise spontaneously as a human goes through the awakening process tend to become longer. So it's not just a few things and then suddenly you have longer periods of, of awareness or presence. Uh, and that's wonderful. The good news, of course, is that you have these glimpses of awareness, which means the awakening process is already happening. So be happy with that and be grateful when a glimpse of awareness arises spontaneously in your life in certain situations, doesn't matter where or how, but also know that in you don't have to just wait for these glimpses to arise spontaneously it's important to realize that you can actually invite awareness or presence into your life. So you don't always have to wait for it to happen spontaneously. For example, you could be very busy with something and you notice that uh, you become irritated or your mind is very cluttered and you realize that and you say, okay, I choose to be present right now. doesn't have to be long. I choose presence right now. And what, how do you choose presence? You have to somehow extract, so to speak, or to retrieve, (laughs) retrieve your consciousness from the stream of thinking. 
because your conscious when you have when your mind is very cluttered which is a normal state for most humans when your mind is very cluttered thought activity is absorbing all your consciousness it's it's your consciousness is continuously transformed into thoughts into form there's no spaciousness left spaciousness is formless consciousness unconditioned consciousness so the light of consciousness is uh, gobbled up by your mind which is then continuously transforming consciousness into thinking and so the mind absorbs all of all consciousness <laughs> and for many humans that's that's their life basically they because and they are identified with this mind that uh, the consciousness that has become thought so when you you then have to when you when you say okay my mind is cluttered uh, i'm becoming anxious or whatever it may be i choose presence still the question arises how do you retrieve the consciousness from being completely absorbed by the thought activity you have to get your consciousness out of the stream of thinking pull it out of the stream of thinking which is not easy at first if you if you just say i want to be present now then you you will find you can't because the mind just carries on but i want to be present yeah but i can't be present and then the mind will probably tell you there's no point in even trying which is, of course is another thought which is not necessarily true but the mind will tell you oh i can't possibly present now what 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 presence i've got other problems than presence when i've solved my problems then i'll be present that's what the mind tends to say <laughs> and so the question is how do i get the consciousness out of the mind so that it's not completely absorbed continuously by by mind activity and this the, the simple choice you need some anchor so to speak to direct consciousness towards that 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 sustains consciousness that's not in the mind and the good anchor for that is for example the inner body to feel the inner body so instead of thinking then in order to feel the inner body you need to take attention away from think thought activity you cannot feel the inner body and still be thinking about your problems you have to take attention away and put attention into the body so your your attention goes into your hands for example it's a good place to start usually and you can feel the aliveness in your hands very subtle at first but there it is you like to watch new stuff right well go to hulu and see what's new cuz hulu has new stuff all the time Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman: Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house. picturing yourself moving in and calling it home and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating mortgage lenders and finding the budget that works best for you an agent who's a realtor can make understanding that world easier 
Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And then your attention could move to your feet at the same time as you still feel the aliveness in your hands. You could feel the aliveness in your feet simultaneously. And then you connect the rest of the body. You may not be able to feel all parts of the body as clearly as your hands, but it's fine. Your body, you begin to feel that your body is alive internally. And what you're feeling actually is already beyond the physical body. You're already feeling the energy, an energy field that's beyond the physical. And then that can become a great anchor for staying present. Doesn't matter for how long, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, even one minute is quite good. Feeling the inner body then takes attention away from useless thinking. And uh, closely associated with the feeling of inner body is awareness of, awareness of breath, awareness of your breathing. They are somehow connected. You can even bring them together so that you have awareness of the breath as it moves in and out of the body and awareness of the, the inner body as a totality, a total energy field. So you're aware of the breathing and the energy in the inner body at the same time. It's a single thing. You're breathing and the, the, make sure that you feel your breath going into the abdomen, that you feel it in there. That can be a great help. There's an energy field there that is helpful in when you feel, feel the inner body. So you're breathing into the, without forcing anything, just normal breathing. And you follow the breath with your attention and then you feel the breath moving into the abdomen. It doesn't actually, the air doesn't actually move into the abdomen, but energy does as you feel, if you follow the breath. And then you can very quickly come to a point where you feel very much alive and quite peaceful. Whereas three minutes before, you were anxious and burdened with negative thoughts and a lot of mental clutter. Then you've shifted your attention into the inner body and the breathing, and you feel suddenly intensely alive. And it's beautiful. This is a moment also, it's not just presence. Yes, it's presence, but presence is also self-transcendence. You've transcended the, the little personal me and you, you can see you're connecting with a deeper energy field, which is consciousness. It's a portal into uh, the unconditioned consciousness. It's a portal into that. So the inner body is a great anchor for presence. It's just a choice. I'm choosing to be present. If you don't have much time, even just taking one or two conscious breaths many times during the day can be a wonderful, very, very helpful mini meditation, so to speak. Just one conscious breath, which takes about, I don't know, 20 seconds. Let's just do one conscious breath goes like this. In and out. 
one more time in and out. Attention on your breath. One or two conscious breaths. Not difficult. Three might be even better. But even one is already a gain in consciousness because it's arising of a little bit of spaciousness. To be aware of your breath, your attention needs to be there. It cannot be absorbed by thinking. This is what the secret of the Buddha, the, the Buddha recommended um, breath awareness as the most important, the most powerful meditation, just breath awareness. Anapanasati yoga is the term. It's awareness of the ingoing and outgoing breath. And the Buddha didn't say, uh, stop thinking. That's difficult for most people, if not impossible, to go there directly. But he said, be aware of your breath. And then, of course, people realized when they're aware of their breath, they're not thinking. <laughs> you can either think or you can be aware of your breathing, but no, not both. <laughs> so a very clever way of stopping people's minds was to say, be aware of your breathing. Oh, so you're inviting moments of presence or awareness into your life. And so do you need something like inner body or ear and or breath to take your attention away from your consciousness away from mind activity. One other thing that I often recommend when you choose awareness is to simply choose to be present with your sense perceptions um, so, so that you awaken to your sense perceptions, which then become more acute. You could either, you can focus on one sense perception like visual or auditory or even tactile or even taste, <laughs> but the predominant sense perceptions are for most humans are the visual and the auditory. So you can focus on sense perception, be very conscious, like let's say there's certain noises that you can hear outside. If they're natural, they're more helpful than man-made noises, but other noises can also work. So you notice the noise and you continue to be very alert and just, just continue listen, listening, one could say, you listen. Oh, and when you really listen, you're not thinking. You have to give your complete attention to the listening. That's another way of stepping out of the clutter of your mind and inviting awareness or presence into your life. You have to, when you really listen, there needs to be an alertness behind, and that alertness is consciousness itself, the attention behind the listening, the alertness behind the listening. Same thing with the visual. You can look at either one particular object or a flower or a tree or a leaf or whatever it may be, 
or you can take in the totality of a landscape. If you're somewhere and there's a landscape and you take in the totality, that's another way of, and you perceive in that state of alert attention, pure perception without labeling it. And if a label should arise in your mind, you let it go immediately. If thoughts come and interpret what you're seeing or, or what you're hearing, you let it go. Another way is very helpful when you listen, instead of listening, this is particularly helpful when you have a repetitive noise, for example, bird song, uh, for example, or some other maybe animal noise or some, or maybe just noise of the rustling of leaves in the wind or something like that. Or you listen to the noise and then you listen to the silent spaces in between the noises. That's a very powerful thing. If you listen to the silent spaces in between the noise. Certain types of music are very conducive to that. I recommend the Japanese bamboo flute, which is called shakuhachi. Shakurachi is a simple bamboo with low holes in it. And the great masters of the shakuhachi flute play extremely meditative music. And when you listen to it, the secret is to pay, one could say almost, you, to pay more attention to the silent spaces between the sounds than to the sounds. And that's a very powerful thing. So. Listening to a noise is great, it's helpful already, but if you're able to listen to silence, that is the most wonderful meditation. Now, what does it mean to listen to silence? Let's say you're in a silent room and there's no noise whatsoever. This could happen at night, perhaps, when you're, you're surrounded by silence. And you listen, what do you listen to? When I say listen to the silence, what does that mean? If there's nothing to listen to, does it even have any meaning when I say listen to the silence? Well, you are listening, but there's nothing there. This can also be helpful when if you have a, I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a, a bell here. When you have a, a bell that it rings or a gong that goes, you, you sound the, the gong, it goes, or whatever, and then the sound gradually subsides less and, and, and you listen very carefully. And then the moment comes when the sound is gone, but you continue to listen. What, you, what are you listening to? Nothing, and that's the secret. Because when, when there's nothing there to listen to, what arises is the consciousness without an object, pure consciousness. There's no object in the listening anymore. <laughs> uh, so it's not, I, I have, I sometimes use the expression object consciousness and space consciousness. Object consciousness is to be conscious of something. You're conscious of something that you perceive or with your senses, or you're conscious of a thought or you're conscious of an emotion. That's all object consciousness, conscious of something. And again, for most people, that's all they know. But space consciousness is to be conscious of consciousness itself, <laughs> to be conscious that you're conscious, to be aware that you're aware, awareness of awareness, conscious of being conscious. 
<laughs> that is space consciousness. So when you listen to the silence, immediately the mind is obviously completely still and there's nothing there. And that is the arising of space consciousness, which is unconditioned consciousness, stillness. If you haven't read, uh, there's a little book that many people, advanced practitioners of presence find helpful, a little book I wrote, Stillness Speaks. And that is a book for meditative reading. You just read one page or half a page and then just become still and it just takes you into, into presence. It doesn't have much to feed your mind, just, just little mini meditations to take you into presence. Stillness speaks, of course, it doesn't say anything. <laughs> so inviting, again, inviting awareness. When it happens spontaneously, it's wonderful, but it's not enough. No, when you become, when you've had a taste of presence awareness, then you're able to also invite it into your life. And then that will, that speeds up the awakening process. Don't beat yourself up when you lose it. That's fine because the moment you regain it, it's, it's a gain in consciousness. Don't fall into the trap of believing your egoic mind when it judges you for having lost it. <laughs> because the moment that you lost it, you have it again. If, because if you're really lost, you don't know you're lost. The people who are really lost have no idea that they are lost. But if you know that you're lost, there's a knowing there that's not part of the, 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 the state of being lost. It, it's the same way of being, let's say, somebody is crazy or insane. If you know that you're insane, you're not completely insane because there is a knowing there. The people who are really insane, they're so absorbed in their condition, they don't know it. And of course they believe they are, they're not insane at all. <laughs> so that, that knowing is, 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 is the awakened part of you that knows, suddenly it knows that you've been trapped in mental clutter for the past two hours. And, and suddenly you know that's the arising of knowing. So it's a wonderful thing. There's no need to condemn yourself for not having been present. <laughs> because when you notice that you're present, you're there. Oh, or at least the possibility of choosing presence is there. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 
it's possible that you notice that you're not present for two seconds and then immediately you fall back into being absorbed by the thinking mind. But the noticing of being present brings in the, the element of choice. The element of choice is to say, uh, my choose, uh, I choose presence now for, for the next two minutes or whatever it may be, I choose presence. Uh, the element of choice is absent when you are totally at the mercy of your mind. There is no choice. Choice implies awareness. And then you can choose to be present. That's, the, that's how it works. So uh, I hope that uh, answers your question. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Eckhart. Thank you for taking my question. And my question is basically, is the energy body also associated with sexual energy? And I'm also wondering if then sexual energy, is it also part of the spiritual energy or is it another ego identification? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Ultimately, there's only one energy. There's only one energy. The energy manifests in different vibrational frequencies. So one could say to the, the ultimate truth is there's only one consciousness that is the everything that arises in this world is a manifestation of the one underlying consciousness that emanates from the source of all life. And if God means anything, that's what God is. God is the, the, that which the unnameable, unknowable source of all life that is beyond space and time from which consciousness emanates just as light emanates from the sun. So the, the emanation, the consciousness that you are is an emanation of source. You are an eman emanation of God, so to speak, every human. And when you notice that in yourself, then you, you become conscious of your connectedness with source. And that is the purpose of human life, to realize that connectedness with source. And that which emanates, the consciousness manifests through human beings in different ways. It can manifest at different vibration frequencies as physical energy at certain frequency, sexual energy, another frequency, emotional energy, mind energy, thought energy, all manifestations of the same different frequency in the same way that in the external world where you, where you have objects, one could say that when you have inanimate objects like stones and minerals, because they say that before there were any plants on the planet or let alone animals, there was just stones, minerals. And the a mineral, a stone, is also consciousness at a very low vibrational frequency. It's just so low you can't even, it has a, a stone has a, a billions of the consciousness that you have. <laughs> One billions. It is one could say the 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 material world is frozen consciousness. To use an analogy from from water, um, frozen consciousness is the mineral realm. Uh, 
that is a low vibrational frequency and a and that and a stone of course has a very long lifespan <laughs> it goes it goes on for can go on for a million years and longer then consciousness in plant life suddenly arises and that is a higher vibrational frequency of of consciousness beginning to happen on the planet first tiny life forms or in the ocean they arise tiny life forms arise so there's an ancient saying i can't remember where it comes from it says consciousness is asleep in the mineral consciousness is dreaming in the plant in the flower in the tree in vegetable life consciousness is dreaming there and then we have another vibrational frequency of consciousness and there's not a clear dividing line between the realms because there are some life forms where you can't say is that is that does it belong to the vegetative realm or is it animal realm we don't know it's in between but then the animal realm again is a different vibrational frequency of consciousness and there we could say consciousness uh, begins to awaken in the animal so it's it's asleep in the stone it's dreaming in in plants it begins to awaken but it's still in part dreaming in the animal but the the, the first glimpses of awakening of consciousness and then there comes humans they are called also out of the animal realm have come the human realm and the human is potentially the realm where consciousness awakens to itself that is the destiny of the human realm and that would be the high frequency of consciousness when you feel you are physical you yourself embody many different frequencies of consciousness you embody the physical you embody the the sexual which is connected to the physical but it's also connected to the emotional and it's also connected to the mental in humans the the sexual is uh, again is connected to ego in many cases in human beings so whatever you identify with becomes part of your ego if you identify with your physical energy it becomes part of your egoic self if you identify with your sexual energy that becomes part of your egoic self and can become very problematic for humans because the moment you identify with something if you identify with sexual energy sexual energy becomes part of your the whole structure of your ego which is very problematic <laughs> and that immediately sex becomes a big problem for you <laughs> and so the you identify with it many humans have a problem with their body because they identify with body and there's something wrong with it it's not good enough <laughs> or if it is good enough in some cases if you're lucky your body is better looking than, than most other people's body and then that becomes a big problem because then most of your ego is identified with physical appearance which leads to great suffering later in life <laughs> because the, your physical appearance is no longer uh, satisfying after a while and then we become very unhappy <laughs> so whatever you identify with becomes problematic if you can allow it to be there without ego demanding ego satisfaction from something then it's fine it's relatively unproblematic uh, no matter where you look that it will apply but yes whatever you identify with becomes part of your ego it can even happen when you 
as you become more spiritually aware to and again we have a more a higher frequency of consciousness um, let's say stillness arises more often you become aware more often and you you realize that many humans are still very very unconscious which is a fact but then again the trap is that you can you identify with the arising awareness and you say that's part of who you you are superior to other humans because you're more present that's a, the in other words the ego can come back through the back in through the back door as i call it the ego comes in through the back door and claims some kind of achievement because because you're more present than other humans and said i did that and then you, that will obscure the arising presence again <laughs> the ego will claim some kind of achievement i did that and so ego identification can still happen at the higher vibrational frequencies so you have to be very careful with spiritual ego also so it can come in at many many levels so all we need to then realize is not to derive our sense of self from any kind of form whether it's a physical form as a physical body whether it's an emotional form or mental form whatever it may be not to not to identify with it because identify means if you identify with something something gives you your sense of self you derive your sense of who you are from that which you identify with and it's always ultimately an illusion you can let's just say to some extent yes you will have a little bit of identification with things that's that's perhaps inevitable you can you identify a little bit with your body perhaps a little bit with this a little bit with that but it's never very much because there's something much more vital than you than than anything in form which is the the consciousness that you are that is timeless but you can't compare it to to somebody else's consciousness it's my consciousness is better than yours because there's only one consciousness and every human is a manifestation of the one consciousness except they may not know it but they are also a manifestation of the one consciousness a ray of this one consciousness even if they don't know it and this is a wonderful thing when you go beyond ego because ego always moves in the the opposites of inferiority and superiority when your when your identity is ego based you will always either feel inferior to some people and superior to others <laughs> and the ego continuously fears inferiority and wants to counteract inferiority uh, but it's seeking superiority so there's this comparative thing that operates continuously in the egoic sense of self you compare yourself to others and you need to be you're afraid of being inferior and often you find that you are inferior and that feels very bad and then the ego tries to compensate with something else uh by for example by diminishing somebody else's achievements because if somebody else's achievement makes you feel inferior all the ego can do is diminish verbally their achievements in order to make itself feel better or 
you have somebody's body is better than yours and then you can make comments about how obsessed these people is their body so it's such a primitive way of living and again it's a judgment uh, and it's it's satisfying to the ego but it doesn't really help you in any way except get more trapped in in ego <laughs> uh, ego is a constant a source of amusing when there's awareness ego becomes amusing how it what it does how it tries to continuously defend itself and and strengthen itself so many examples one could give <laughs> so whatever you identify with uh, it means you've identified with an illusion uh, there's a saying in this little the, the book A Course in Miracles, which is an interesting book, uh, not for everybody, but for some people it's, it's good. It says, um, because the, one of the big things for ego is defensiveness. The ego becomes very def defensive. It, it, it's, it's always afraid of being, of being diminished. And so uh, a quote from A Course in Miracles is, whenever you become defensive about anything, know that you have identified yourself with an illusion. <laughs> Whenever you become defensive about anything, know that you have identified yourself with an illusion. <laughs> because you, of course you only become defensive about something that uh, has some kind of form that you identify with that is not who you are ever. <laughs> So defensiveness is a good way of also noticing in oneself, if it's still there in you from time to time, uh, become aware of it. Whatever you become aware, whenever you become aware of any manifestation of ego in you, it's a wonderful thing. You don't have to beat yourself up and say, oh, I still have this ego. No, to be aware of ego is already, means you, you already have one foot out of ego. When you're aware of your ego, you're no longer totally in the grip of your ego. Only people, uh, people who are totally in the grip of your ego have zero awareness of their ego. They are the ego. <laughs> so you're, almost, you're already half free when you recognize your ego and you can observe it. Sometimes you can only observe it retrospectively. Perhaps it just played out its act for, for several hours and then you get home and say, oh, you go back and retrospectively come, no, that was my ego. That's fine. At least now you know whether you are in the middle of it or retrospectively, if you are aware of ego, you're not totally in the grip of it anymore. And that's the good news. So, great. Thank you. Thank you. Perhaps uh, a moment of stillness. Stillness is not something that, or, or meditation, it's not something that you do, by the way. It's not now we're doing stillness. It's just something that you notice. It's already here. It's already here. Nothing to achieve. Just what is. Perhaps you become aware of your breathing or perhaps your mind just simply stops for a while. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey 
And you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.